And it is eight minutes past two. You are listening to the 123 show here on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, we kicked off the hour there with M Field and a song called Fiona that came out the other week. And today on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks to the founders of Clearbot, Sidant Gupta and Utkash Gol, about their latest project, Clearbot, which can clean the ocean autonomously. Hey, Trash Talkers, here's a dream for you to think about. Autonomous robots that at scale can control trash in most of the major rivers and urban canals in the world. Which means stopping that plastic water bottle that accidentally blew off the Star Ferry from heading into the ocean. Well, our guests today are trying to bring that dream into reality. They're winners of the Hong Kong Trade Development Startup Express and numerous other awards, and starting their project originally as the University of Hong Kong students. So welcome to the show, Sidhant Gupta and Utkarsh Goel, founders of Clearbot. Thank you. Thank Welcome you. to the show. We, you know, your story is so super interesting, not only founding Clearbot, but even how you got to the University of Hong Kong. So maybe you could start with that part of the story and then tell us about how you started Clearbot. Sure. Uh, thanks, Marcy. So uh, the both of us actually grew up in different parts of India um, and we, we studied our high school there. And funnily enough, we came over to Hong Kong to study at the University of Hong Kong, uh, mostly because of the scholarship program that they had here, right? Um, and interestingly, while we were at the university, we started working on kind of projects, right? So the university encourages you to do stuff outside class so that you apply what you're learning in class kind of in the real world. And uh, as part of this program, we found a, a kind of scheme where the university can support you uh, to go to a different country and build something interesting, huh. right? Whether that's a project or whether that's teaching other students or, um, you know, you can structure it any way you like. But the interesting thing about this, this scheme was it was student-led and student-run, right? Um, and, of course, the money was given by the universities. So how we started this is, is, is a bit interesting. We basically wanted to go to Bali for a trip with our friends. Right? <laughs> and uh, we had to ask ourselves... As you do when you're in college, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Right, absolutely. So finally, uh, we're about to graduate. Uh, we've spent whatever money we had, obviously, and our parents and the scholarship office wasn't going to give us any more. <laughs> so uh, we basically figured, okay, let's, let's go to Bali and do something useful there, and the university can support us through this program. Um, so we put together a small team, a couple of our friends, um, as well as, you know, sort of other students at the university, and uh, we flew down to Bali and we started working with um, some connections we had there at hotels mm-hmm. um, and started seeing, okay, what are the major issues here and what can we work on? And what we ended up discovering is that Bali, Denpasar specifically, which is the capital city, uh, has a huge trash problem, right? right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the waste flows in not only from Bali itself, which actually is relatively clean, uh, but from other parts of Indonesia and it's absolutely choking their waters. Mm-hmm. Um in in summer, you have flooding, right? Because the trash fills up their canals and it's absolutely horrible. Um, what we found out then was even more interesting, right? So we, we found out that the government there is already paying to clean this up, 
because their industry kind of depends on it, right? Uh, but uh, the tourism industry. Correct. Oh, I see. Um, however, they didn't have the tools, right? So they were going out in, in paddle boats. And literally, they can't use motor boats because the trash gets stuck in the propellers. So they're going out in paddle boats and pulling this waste out by hand. Um, and, and yeah, when it's and if the, the canals are really narrow and they're lucky enough, they try and use an excavator, which is sitting on land to try and scoop the waste out, right? Um, so you can imagine, yeah, we... We went there and they're like, people are paying a huge amount of money. There's all sorts of these resources being pulled in to do what is effectively should be a very simple job, right? It should be scalable. It should be easier. So in well, Bali... And so, were you guys studying computer science? Were you also? Correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you had your little computer science mind going. Right. right yeah. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As, <laughs> yeah. as engineers. hundred <laughs> percent. I think, I think that was... I mean, maybe somebody else would have taken a different approach, right? Or we just yeah. looked at it and went like robot. So, <laughs> so, but we started working with the surf shop owners, right? These are the guys on the, pretty much they live and work on the waterfront. And if the waterfront isn't clean, they don't make money that day, right? So they go out normally at six in the morning, clean the beaches, clean the water themselves. Um, and so we started working with them to build this, this first prototype of sorts, right? As part of this trip. So anyway, that was a, I think it was week, two weeks over yeah. there came back to Hong Kong and the amazing thing was I was sitting in Heng Fa Chuen's harbor and I noticed a motorboat go by and a guy with a net plucking trash out. <laughs> oh God, doing the same thing. Yeah, and we I did some in Googling. developed Hong Kong, right? Absolutely. Um, as it turns out, all over the world, whether you're here, South Africa, middle of London, doesn't matter, right? The best way to pull trash out of the water today is pretty much going up and down in a boat with a man in a net and uh, cleaning it up. Yeah. So we basically said, okay, there's a huge opportunity here, right? We know that the world is thinking different about this now, right? There's in, people realize a need uh, for this technology to exist. We saw that brands were changing their opinions. So from, from a corporate standpoint, they were willing to work with startups as well who were trying to do this. Um, and additionally, the, you know, governments and stuff were always looking for better solutions. The governments, contractors, that sort of thing. And uh, that's how Clearbot kind of really started, right? So we went from Bali with this very scrappy prototype. And then we graduated right after that. Um, and then we put together this this company where we initially it was very focused on R&D. Um, and over the last year, we've been commercializing and... Uh, sort of working with different partners and kind of getting it out there. Yeah, because it's such a big issue right now, right? So, um, it, right, Coca-Cola just announced globally that they right. were going to do these cleanup projects with something like this on, in the rivers and stuff like that. So it's perfect timing, I think. Absolutely. So, did, Utkarsh, did you just... Um, you know, drink the cocktails in Bali while you this was all going on, or did um, did you also? So, how are you involved in the project? Well, uh, and maybe I'm, you could describe clear what it is, the robot. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, well, my job is to do the software side of things on Clearbird, and I focus. Uh, well, some of my time to drinking cocktails for sure, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but also a lot of time to like you know. Um, building all the different features of Clearboard, for example, uh, the autonomous features um, and the AI that is running on the on the Clearboard itself. Okay, so why does it need AI, right. artificial intelligence? So, uh, great question. So, actually, uh, Clearboard is a self-driving uh, robot, which means that it is able to see trash and go towards it and collect it. Oh, very cool. Right. So, uh, the idea behind that is that... Uh, we need to identify 
different kind of objects that are floating in water to go towards them and collect them, right? Uh, so for that, we use machine learning or uh, as uh, common people would know it as AI, yeah. right? So we are basically uh, building a system which can, using cameras that are on Clearboard, look at the water and tell that what kind of uh, trash is floating in the water. We can do things like uh, we can identify plastic bags, um, uh, plastic cups, um, milk cartons, food cartons, things like that. Can you see the names on the labels? We can, definitely. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 so uh, we're... Uh, to, at least today, we are able to identify wrappers on on those uh, bottles. And, um, okay. Uh, and well, the idea is yes, identify brands that are on it as well. Exactly, accountability right. one hundred and one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, uh, so again, coming back uh, to the point. So yeah, the artificial intelligence is needed to to you know identify trash, go towards it, and collect it. Got it. And uh, the second most important part of it is uh, probably the most important part of it is collecting data on on whatever we are collecting, right? So uh, Clearboard is able to like record all the trash that is coming in and um, make a sort of entry for each and every object that we collect. Right? This gives us an estimate of where uh, we are collecting trash and what exactly are we collecting in each of those locations. Yeah. So understanding. What do you do with that data, or what do you think the people should do with that data? Well, I think it's a lot of data analytics. Maybe I'll ask Adhan to add on it a bit. Sure. So, um, well, actually, from our side, where we see the, the, the value of this data, eventually is, funnily enough, these brands, right? Yeah. So, for example, we had a, a large FMCG reach out to us last month, um, and they're trying to change the materials in their products, right? Yeah. And in order for them to prioritize that correctly, right, they need to understand what's actually ending up in the water through these leakage systems, right? And so what products do I prioritize in terms of materials? Um, and where will that have the biggest impact? Will I have it in Hong Kong? Will it have it in which part of Hong Kong where, you know? So yeah. visualizing the problem um, is actually helping brands uh, figure out where to start, right? Um, and of course, the second side is government itself, right? So often government is trying to map leakage or even NGOs, they're trying to map where is the stuff coming in. Um, a lot of this waste never reaches the formal system, right it it it's kind of run off or or dumped right right someone drops it yeah right and yeah. so so understanding the distribution actually helps government also plan resources so like at the end of the day the hong kong government is spending a lot of money hiring these boats to do cleanup right so where do you where do you allocate those resources what makes the most sense so i think the data adds a very important story first for us as as kind of consumers of this idea right, to understand what we should be doing, right, so we can all individually reflect, looking at this data, um, at sort of what is important for the brands, for them to prioritize um, how to change their materials, how to focus their energy, um, and for the government to plan better how to prevent this waste from reaching the water in the first place, because in an ideal world, we wouldn't exist, right, like, yeah, in so, the ideal world, so yeah, that, that ideal world is far away. So then, is that how you differentiate Clearbot? from, let's say, some of the other different ocean uh, cleanups. So we know that there's a um, clean water initiatives, I think. It's a, a boat with a person on it going mm. around Hong Kong, a few of them uh, cleaning up. 
then how does ClearBot, uh, how are you guys different uh, than, let's say, either that alternative or a bunch of the other alternatives that are out there in the world? Sure. So um, I think one is, interestingly, the size of our machine versus mm -hmm. the amount we can collect. So this is a very important factor for us while we're designing this. So what we noticed is, on one side, you have these giant machines. You know, yeah, they're, like they're that like ocean big, cleanup. Uh, yeah, right. It goes the garbage across the river. One, correct, right? correct. Yeah. So they go across a river. They block the entire river, so it's not actually usable for traffic and stuff anymore. But oh. right, uh, so they have a boom that goes across, and there's a giant machine to collect the garbage at the end. Right. Um, the problem with that is it's super expensive. So realistically, yeah. if you're a mayor of a small town in Indonesia and your water's filled with trash, you can't afford that. Right. right, you need the central government to buy it for you, <laughs> which realistically is very hard to do. Yeah. Right, so that's why there's such few of them actually, despite having all that support. Right, um, so so where we see the value is in relatively actually smaller urban canals, which is where the trash a lot of it originates from, right, um, and rivers. Right, and ideally the the buyer should be those these small kind of towns and, and governments, like small local governments, right? At that price point is where we have the highest impact. And number three is the volume, right? So that def defines the size. Ah. And the third is how much are you collecting? So most of the machines we've seen that are roughly our size yeah. collect only the size of their own robot. So they hold the trash exactly. in that you little box. Exactly, bring it in and put it in a little thing. Yeah, but that's where we started kind of thinking differently. So we worked with a land reclamation site actually in Hong Kong. Um, and land reclamation is a lot of floating waste, right? So when we worked with them, we realized like what we're building is just it not going to be enough, right? Ah. Like realistically, we need to build something that actually makes a big enough impact, not just an impact, right? Yeah. So we put on this conveyor belt and now we have a barge at the back, which is removable. And we can pick up to 250 kilos of trash on a single run. Like on a run is up to four hours long. Okay. But as, if there's enough trash in the water, I mean, you could fill it up in like an hour. And do right. you do you like uh, crunch it up in your little robot? Or no, no, no. So it just fills that. up. There's a pretty much a giant. Oh, cage. you've got a little net or something. Yeah, attached it's a giant to it, right? cage at the back. Ah. So you yeah. can you can change the size of that depending on how much you expect to collect, and right. pretty much yeah. you just hold whatever you want in there, right? So you have a very efficient unit in the front that's just pulling it out of the water, right. yeah. and then you change the size of what you want to collect at the back. So pulling it out and then analyzing it at the same time, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, that, that seems like such a great added value. And it's autonomous? Yes, I, I think mean? that that I would add as, an, as the fourth point to a robot as a differentiating factor, is that we wanted to build smart robots. Uh, Self-driving means that the robots don't need to be controlled by humans. There doesn't need to be a man on board to control the robot itself. Um, so we basically realized that well, the efficiency of these systems also comes from a person having to be there 24 seven to operate these robots, or at least however long they wish to operate. And uh, building robots that can operate by themselves and can drive themselves around and clean up the area that they are designated to do, uh, they can almost run 24 seven. Oh, right. kind of like the little cleaner in your exactly. swimming so pool, right? Exactly. So a lot of people compare our <laughs> yeah. board to the Roombas oh. of the ocean that way, right? Because they don't need to be uh, sort of monitored. Nobody needs to control them. They just run by themselves. Ah, you don't. Right. So, so what if they run amok, though? What I mean, in other words, do you, you have to teach them the little area that they're going to work within? Or? Yeah, so that's uh, that's how we set up our self, uh, autonomous sort of system. We tell the robot that this is the area that you need to collect, 
uh, and it it just goes around uh, so in sort of like a zigzag pattern in that defined area. That's awesome. Yeah. And how are you working with plastic-free seas? Aren't you doing some citizen science or something like that? Absolutely. I think that's one of the most amazing things that internally as well uh, yeah. that we managed to do. So when we started this and we were trying to train AI for trash detection and sorting, one of the biggest challenges was that there's no data set. So AI or artificial intelligence needs a lot of data um, in order to work. So since we didn't have data, we kind of started just taking pictures on our own and trying to build a data set. Yeah. And that's, that's suddenly where wow. you can imagine, right? And it doesn't give you the variety. So we need a lot, like, we need pictures of trash in different environments, right? Yep. And and so realistically, we couldn't do it ourselves. And that's where Plastic Free Seas comes in, right? So they have this amazing network of passionate people who are out there doing beach cleanups. Yeah, uh, doing amazing stuff. <laughs> and, um, Dana from Plastic Free Seas said, okay, you know what? We will engage our community to help you guys take photographs. And we put up a tool cool. online. Yeah, and people can just upload photographs or label them. And the best part is uh, Utkarsha set up a sort of pipeline where every time someone uploads or labels a tool, uh, it labels a photograph on our website, uh, it basically makes the AI on Clearbot a little bit smarter. Oh, that is right? great. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, I, Plastic Free Seas has been absolutely instrumental in us having this technology in the water, able to identify trash. And... Um, Every, you know, citizens, like literally random people who have helped us kind of make this happen. This makes it such a Hong Kong project. It's very exciting, That's true. right? That's very true. Yeah. And I do agree with you. I think it's, a, it's if you look at the, the the different options out there, this one is is really, really encouraging and exciting. So what's the next step? <laughs> Accelerators. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we, we just more funding. From. Yeah, but no, yeah, I mean, basically, we've just started growing. So we've started speaking to a number of NGOs, um, also government projects in Hong Kong, yeah. and we're just looking to close them over the next year. Get so be, because of COVID, it's very difficult to expand outside. Yeah, I mean, we have inquiries right now from all over the world: North America, Australia, the Middle East. Um, so the next year is us getting this product right. Uh, putting it out here in Hong Kong first, right? Um, and then moving it out to all parts of the world. Okay, so did you hear that, Trash Talkers? Well, this is a Hong Kong project. This is super exciting. So you can go to Plastic Free Seas website, I think, in order to find out about Correct. the Citizen Science Project of taking pictures and uploading them. And then to find out more about ClearBot, it's a website, C-L-E-A-R-B-O-T? Dot, dot O-R-G. Dot O-R-G. Yep. Yes. All right. And look it up, and let's encourage this. This is going to be a Hong Kong startup <laughs> that cleans the seas of the world. Fingers yeah. crossed, yeah. Right? Yeah. All right, you guys, thank you so much for coming <laughs> in. Thank you so much, Marcy. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Marcy. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas, if you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. And there will be more Trash Talk with Marcy Trent Long next week. Love that. Love the idea of getting our seas cleaned up. Has to be said, all of those things. Great project.